nothing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it all? One, two, three, four. Hi, welcome into a Monday edition of the uh, Puck and Gas Show live here from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. It's a moron Monday. It's also how mad are you at a professional athlete Monday because if, you, if you're not mad at Earl Thomas, you're not doing it right. You must be enraged at Earl Thomas. If you're doing your job as a, as a professional loudmouth talker on, on airwaves, you must be thoroughly upset. With a professional athlete asking for more money. I must not be doing my job right. You're not doing your job right. You're not mad. Are you mad? No. Jackson, on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad are you? Uh, 2 today. Yeah, 2. Uh, Neil's at an 11 already. Actually, he's at a 12. He's at a 12 how mad he is uh, at Earl Thomas. So you got the Earl Thomas, I'm mad at Earl Thomas story over the weekend. We got the Los Marineros. Uh, Gas now a proud supporter of the Washington Husky baseball team. Let's go, dogs! The Huskies now in the College World Series. So he got that over the weekend. Uh, what else? He hit the World Cup starting this week. It's Tiger Week. Got the U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills. Busy week. Is it Tiger week. week? Who's our guy? Who do we have on? Charles? What's his uh, name? The UW kid for the U.S. Open. Oh yeah, uh, God, Charles. Uh, what is Chris, Chris Babcock. Chris, I don't know why I can't. I, Chris I know Babcock a guy is our guy. Chris Babcock will tee it off. I know a guy named Chris week. Babcock, so you think I wouldn't forget that name? So we're rooting for him. Yeah, well, sure. Against all odds, I'm rooting for all the local guys. Chris sure. Babcock, Michael Putnam, all the all the locals uh, in the uh, the uh, Northwest area. How many are there? You, you usually know this. You got that a pretty good handle on it. Is, is there a half dozen guys in the U.S. Open from this area? Well, Babcock, obviously Putnam. Uh, shoot. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the rest who are in it. I assume Ryan Moore's in it, but I don't know. I'd yeah. have to look at the field. I'm, right. I'm not exactly right. sure. Well, that's okay. I, I know those two for sure. Yeah, I don't expect you to have the U.S. Open field memorized. But we'll find out. The The pairings will come out uh, here in the next day or two. We'll find out, and then we'll see where uh, Chris Babcock's going to tee it up the pride of Shoreline. But the Los Mariners, we got the Mariners. It's a baseball fever in this town. Uh, did you? I would assume you watched the uh, the college baseball World Series last night. I, I watched all of it, and I'm not going to say you know. Look, this is the first I've really watched Washington baseball. I need this you to year. break it down for me right now. Uh, Who's I, the best player? I thought it was a spectacular game. It was so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know what, did a peroxide truck explode in front of the entire Cal Fullerton team? They've all got oh, bright blonde God, dyed hair. Terrible look. Justin, yeah. I mean, that, that's really the only reason. Yeah. That I wanted them to lose was because of that look. Were I you mean, rooting for them to lose? Huh? I mean, like in a situation terrible. like this, because I, I I put myself in in your shoes for a second. If I was doing this show in Indianapolis, yeah, and we were talking about Purdue, I'd have been rooting for whoever Purdue was playing. That's just how it goes. I get that. You know, that's how. But I mean, in some sports, like I don't know. And, and I always thought one of the things I've I've thought over the years with your college rival is, yeah. When Purdue wins, I always go, oh, this is great because the fall from grace is going to be that much better if it happens on a bigger stage. You know, I mean, I, I go that penny. Uh, did, did you care last night? I don't one care because I don't care about college baseball. Right. Now, if it so was the Cougs in it, you'd be like, this is cool. Oh, probably, yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel. baseball, I'm like, eh, I don't know. There's not that. I don't really care. I got to say. Like when they tied it up in the ninth, I was yeah. like. Because I was kind of half watching, and then yeah. but actually, and then I was out. Once the billions came on on Showtime, I was out. Now you were out. It's yeah, the season finale. I'm out on billions, it, so I, I'm watching that instead. It was a, a, just a spectacular, entertaining game. I yeah, you know, I ended up watching a ton of college baseball the last couple of weeks because Indiana was in it a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and I watched two of their two or three of their games, and then I've watched a couple three of the the Huskies games. Can I tell it's, you why I don't watch more of it? Sure, please. It's the bat. 
The I tink- cannot stand the sound of the bat. Yeah. Is that just wrong? Is that, it's the dumbest thing to ever say why you wouldn't watch something. Yeah, I think it's a but dumb thing. But it annoys yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah. The I mean, sound of the bat on the ball. Bill, Bill, Kru- I think it was Bill Kruger who has said this, and anything baseball, Terrible. I just lump onto Kruger, and, and that way everybody believes. Kruger and I used to talk about if, if Major League Baseball really wanted to make an investment in the future of the game, they'd pay to have wooden bats get oh, used in the NCAA. Because it would be expensive. But say, look, base, Major yeah. League Baseball, look, we're just going to do this because we want guys who are getting ready to play Major League Baseball to be hitting with Major League Baseball equipment. Uh, and it'd be I mean, a nice investment, I think, for for MLB. Why not? Yeah, you, you know, guys are making a plenty of plenty of money. Why don't you supply college baseball with bat wood bats? I don't know. That's I know it's a small thing. It's just every time there's a hit, it just it's it's like a dog. It's like a the dog whistle to a dog. It's yeah, just awful. That, that the sound doesn't bother me at all. It's more the idea that it's it's not quite the same game yeah. being played. But good good for the oh, dogs. Congratulations. It's, it's and great and story. it it, it a lot of opportunities to second guess and Are first we, guess decisions. And they and boy, Cal Fullerton, their defense just fell apart. Are in the we sending? Inning. Are we sending major baseball Husky baseball supporters softy to Omaha? Who's uh, going to Omaha? I sure hope. Right, Softie, someone's got to be going to Omaha. I Actually, the, the flag. The funniest thing would be Furness. Ian, look, it just works out good for your show, so we're sending the big angry cougar yeah. out to Omaha to cover the dogs. I mean, someone's got to be going out there covering this thing. I think are we, we are. I mean, you know, who who could take Softy out there? If you if you're a company out there that would love to support Softy's trip to Omaha, yeah, text it in right now four nine four five one. We'll try to drum up some business for. That's him. a good idea. And you know okay? what? Here's because we think. can't lean on the Emerald Queen Casino because any every time we get enough. a pension, it's always can the Emerald Queen? Can you send us? Haven't they done enough? I think they yeah. have the greatest clients ever. Haven't yeah. they done it? They're awesome. Uh, how about this? Now, if we're going to send Softy, can we just go ahead and go whole hog and send Millen and Baird? Send the uh, Husky Honks. Well, or get we need that a version. Bed. We need a version of the baseball Husky Honks. There, what do we have? There is no version so of the baseball. You don't want to try and replicate no, baseball. You just like, want those guys. It's like trying to replicate Charles and that's Kenny. True. And I, Look, you've got the best so studio Husky show yeah. in the world. And who cares if Millen and Baird have, well, all three of them, have no idea about Husky baseball. They they know that's baseball. Fine. They know baseball. They that's know it. baseball, and they know they're rooting for the Huskies, and that's and all they'd really and need. And they'll argue about stuff, and they'll yeah. and they'll get mad, and if they'll be yeah. screaming at each other about something, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, that is the best for, for, for the longest period of time. That's let's the best radio show in Seattle, in yeah. my opinion. It's let's, so good. Let's send them to Omaha. All well, three of those, right? Guys. Send them and all, they got, out and they got to drive. Well, that might be you know yeah, that'd be fun. I take it on the road. They can stop off every. Every you know six you know six hundred miles or so. How many miles is it from Seattle to Omaha? It's a long Look drive. Look that up there, Jackson. I, How long is it? I've made that drive. It's so, not. It's not easy. Well, every six hundred miles they pull off. They do the show. Yeah. You know, if I'm like a road hog, we get we get the where's the road hog? The KJR road hog. Do we still have that? That had anywhere? to be, that had to get sold in one of the divorces. So, one, of, one of the times where we got passed from company to company so that had to let, get sold. Let's bring that back and then go on the road. Hey. All right, so we're looking at a 25-hour trip using uh, oh, I-90 fine. East. How many miles? Uh, we're looking at uh, 1,658 oh, miles. That's two days. That's, that's easy. A, so I have to go stay awake and drive the whole time. Yeah, that's so. two yeah, days. Barely two days. It's 25 hours. Yeah, no. I, I drove. I drove. To, I drove. I know, but if you break it up, though. I mean, I drove to L.A. one time in college, and we did it one day. Perfect. I'd like. I'd like to think we can get like two sponsors and afford to get this trio of course we can these are big stars and they and again we love the emerald queen casino Mm -hmm. and hell if the emerald queen casino wants to step up and do it great who's going to say no to the emerald queen right but if you've got somebody else who's willing to step up right now send you your ideas at 49451 how about ihop
I got an IHOB. How about IHOP? Because they just changed it. IHOB. It's IHOB now. Yeah, for a well, week Well, that or really two, rolls right? off the tongue. The International House of Burgers. Yeah, now, apparently. Uh, how about that? Instead of International House of Pancakes. I got an idea for you. Yeah. I'm good at spending other people's money. Sure. How about, how about the Mariners? The Mariners Sponsor Center? KJR's coverage. Boy, how'd you like to try and float that idea down there? Hey, here's what I think we should do. Let's give uh, let's give some money to KJR's thing before yeah. just Softy Dick and Hugh to Omaha to cover the Husky baseball team. How about Jen? How about my girl? How about my girl Jenny? My girl. There's no one else own, owns her than me. My girl Jenny. She just flips it out of the Husky bill. She pays for herself. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't uh, sure who you were talking about. Okay, oh, she so Jen Cohen is going to just pay the bill. Yeah, Jen Cohen picks it up. They I would, need support. If I was you, Dub, I'd consider doing that. I would send these knuckleheads out there and get everybody talking about just, you know, just Look, they're not going to stay for the whole the ra- time. Are they on the radio? I would send them out for Friday. Sure. Just, just get started. I'm asking starts, you. Love you. Oh, God, I love you. Okay, give me one more. One more. Just one more. One more. Come on. Jackson. Sorry, there's issues right Jesus now. Jesus, Jackson. My, my, my Lord. Cursor you can't froze. do that to me. You can't. You, you, had, you have Puck all Jenny. worked right, up. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. What I know is he's hungry, oh. and I love that. Oh, sure does. <laughs> That's what she loves about Jason Bucket. Hey, how about that? There's uh, no yeah. other way I can describe this, but he just fits. You're damn right he does, Jenny. <laughs> You're awesome. damn right. Uh, why not? Are they on the radio anywhere? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't, they are. I don't think so. I don't know if they do an internet. I know Como doesn't do We it. had the softball games, so. But it, yeah. it starts on Saturday, I think. Yeah, and it's a double elimination. Bulldogs. So so I, I think I would send them out just to set the scene on Friday. Maybe Friday and Monday. Whatever. Have them there the Keep out there the, for 10 days. Have them there the entire time. Yeah. Why not? UW's eliminated on day three, and the honks have to stay for another week sure. still talking about the world. I just <laughs> want those, yeah, I just want those guys in Omaha. I did just hear if they go to the finals, we will be carrying it. If they're in the finals, in but the finals. I, we want the honks in Omaha. Yeah, this I don't really Friday. care about people. Whether we carry it or the, not is immaterial. I want the show at the bar that he always does for football, yeah. where people can stop on by and yell at him, and he's buying drinks for everyone. Yeah, come on, celebrate the whole damn thing. I think it'd be fantastic. Well, your red hot Los Marineros—they uh, they return home after going four and two on their last road trip. They start now tonight. Really pivotal 13-game stretch for them. They're 41-24. and 24. The uh, One of the voices, one of the great voices of the Seattle Mariners, Gary Hill Jr., will join us next to talk about the Red Hot M's. This is apply. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Oh, let's hear it. Red Hot Mariners back in town. For a nice uh, stretch of ball game starts tonight against the uh, the Angels of Anaheim. Mike Trout, no Otani though. That's kind of a bummer. No Otani. You, you see, and they're they're saying Tommy John surgery maybe for him. Uh, for Otani, son. I saw Keith uh, Olbermann say say he quoted somebody saying that 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 is becoming the belief, and that they're now talking he might miss all of next uh, year. There's nothing terrible. official on that yet. It's it's the baseball rumor mill. But Ugh. what a, what a shame! A bright young star Awful. that that I think you know. It was easy to say, well, you know, I was bummed he didn't come here. But at some point, you go, well, whatever. You know, you want to see the young stars of any sport. Part of me's bummed, but the other part of me is good. Hey, you know what? We're trying to win a division up here. We don't need anybody hey. getting in the way of that. That's our that's our job. That's job one. We've asked uh, people to uh, text them in right now, 49451. It's a GoFundMe page. We want to send the Husky Honk, Softy, Dick Baird, Hugh Millen to Omaha to cover their favorite baseball team, University of Washington Puppy Dogs. Windermere Real Estate North is the first one to check in. They say they oh. may be interested in sponsoring, sending Softy to Omaha. Any idea of how much money it would take? 
We can get a Winnebago for them and throw some banners on the side of it. Is that there what they go. said? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Cause, uh, we're so there. check, write this down, Jackson. you got to keep track of these. Windermere North? Windermere Real Estate North. Maybe interesting. How much money? I don't know how much it's going to cost. Yeah, that's a, we'll, we'll be calling you and telling you how much. But, I mean, they're, I would think the Huskies would love to partner with them. See, that's what the Huskies need to do. UW needs to find somebody who's carrying the freight and say, hey, we'll, we'll chip in a yeah, little bit. I don't know if this is from them or someone suggesting this company. I have no idea. But Paulsboro RV, uh, I think the, I think these guys are from Paulsboro RV. Let the brain, uh, let the, uh, the uh, barnstorming tour uh, take you there. So maybe maybe Paulsboro RV is in. A guy from the 206 says, I fully support giving Softy a one-way ticket to Omaha. He'll love it. Can, can I hey, say that's not, the, that's that's not what we're looking for. That's not right. I'd like to say, too, that, that unlike my, my uh, uh, friend Puck here, I am not in favor of sticking these guys in an RV and having them drive 25 hours. That's the hours. whole point. It's a road trip. No, it's no, a no. thousand miles. No, it's problematic. It's 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 oh. you, get, you need to get them out there. There's an airplane. We're going to fly them out. Well, the here's the thing. I mean, I don't know. Is there a direct Seattle to Omaha? I no, doubt there is a gonna, direct. You're going to have to go to Denver and probably in from that That's way. It'll work more fine. fun to drive. Yeah, right. Let's, uh, let's ask our next guest. Joining us right now on the world-famous Beacon Plumbing Hotline, the one-time voice, I believe, when we used to do these games on college radio, of the Washington State Cougars, Gary Hill Jr., now one of the voices on the Mariners broadcast team, and he's willing to put in $5 for the softy and the Honks trip to Omaha. Right, Gary? I'll go ten. Oh, I'll go he's... ten dollars. I'll match it. And there is a direct to Omaha. We could send him directly really? there. How about that? Yes. That's that, that's a guy Absolutely. who knows. That's a guy who makes I've that. You know? Are you visiting your other family in Omaha? How do you know there's a direct? <laughs> I did a basketball game there. It was the coldest I have ever been in my entire life. Wow. It was freezing. Would you? Which who... won't be a problem this time of year. Yeah. But who, which, which game did you cover there? Nebraska Omaha, Seattle U, Nebraska Omaha. This was a few years ago. Was this the, was this the Gary Hill Invitational, or was this what? Does the, did the main guy actually make this trip? <laughs> I think he was on that trip. Okay, good. That's good. Well, when he's yeah. on it, he's not really on it. Let's yeah. be let's be let's yeah. be honest, Gary. Well, yeah, let, let, let. <laughs> He's kind of there. Let me tell you something. That trip to McAllen, Texas, that's an all-day sucker yeah. of a trip, my friend. I'm... Oh, how about that one? Oh, that yeah. is an all-day adventure. Yeah. yeah. yeah right, I'm gonna, how was that? I'm going to I'm gonna start off with your your tweet that I saw early this morning, and then we'll just go from there. This is right from okay. Gary Hill's account. Um, Diaz, Edwin Diaz with a one-run lead, 15 saves, an ERA of 1.04, 17 in a third innings pitch, eight hits, two earned runs. Four walks, 31 Ks. It took me five and a half years to get out of school, Gary, but I think that's good. I mean, I think that's phenomenal. And I think it's easy to take for granted because he's been so good this year. But, I mean, they are 17-0 and when he is handed a one-run lead. He's blown two of those, but they've come back to win those games. To me, that is amazing. I mean, you, we've talked so much about their one-run wins, but – Edwin Diaz is a major reason why that they've won so many of these one-run games. I mean, we've seen it so many times. Even a good closer is going to cough up a lead that's so narrow. I mean, there's so many things that can happen in a one-run game, yet he is able to lock these things away so consistently. It's been amazing. He has been great. He's pitching at an all-star level. He's one of the best closers in the game right now, and he's a big reason why the Mariners are where they are. Keep this in mind, too. He, he has been so good now in his career, which is short 
and he's got a, a lot of days in front of him. This guy's already almost two-thirds of the way to Kazuhiro Suzaki's 129 saves total, which leads the, the all-time Mariner leader in saves. So, I mean, we're looking at a guy who, in another about year, if things continue, is going to be there. I know it was amazing the other day when he passed Norm Charlton on the list. <laughs> it's like, it really rammed it home like, man, he seems like he just got here. And here he is climbing that ladder, and he will. He'll be at Sasaki in no time at this rate. It's amazing. Uh, again, Gary Hill Jr. is uh, with us, one of the broadcasters for the uh, Mariners. Here's the one thing. You know, you can get caught up in run differential, Gary, and, oh, it's, it's not that great compared to some of the other teams, but whatever. At the end of the day, a win is a win. If you win by one run or if you win by ten runs, you, you know, you're winning the game. You know, the one thing that they have been so good at, and I think that they are now doing this on purpose like they did yesterday. They literally <laughs> are addicted to winning one-run games. All they want to do is, like, I want to. I don't want to win by two. I don't want to win by three. I want to win by one. They're 21-9. in nine in those one-run games, and they, uh, I think it was ESPN Stats Info had this, the 21 one-run wins is the most in a team's first 65 games of a season since they started keeping such records uh, in 1908. I mean, I guess I'll ask you the question that none of us know the answer to is, can they sustain this for the rest of the season? I mean, at this pace, I, I don't know if you can play statistically, if you can play this many one-run games, but there are things that are happening that would lead you to believe that, yeah, they're going to keep winning close ball games. One is the back end of the bullpen. It's been outstanding. And I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to quantify or actually explain what's going on, how you win so many one-run games, but they just continue to do it. I think – the season series against Tampa Bay is the perfect example of what has been going on with this team. They end up 6-1 and one against Tampa Bay this season, and I think they outscored them by three total, yeah. which is remarkable. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I laughed out loud when Tampa scored yesterday, and it's like, here we go, one-run game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're going to close it out and win by one run again, and that's exactly what they did. I don't know if you can explain it, but it should have been a fun ride. It's been great. Gary, I'm not sure how much of a chance you had to, to talk to people afterwards or on the flight home or anything, but what was the deal with Paxton? They said he had, had like a like a, a weird thing. Was it almost like a cramp or something in his arm, some kind of a little strain? They said they they, they massaged it out and everything was fine. He, he kept pitching, so it looks like it's fine, but are, are, is there any uh-oh factor to this, or does it feel like it's There's, not a big deal? The good thing, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal at all. Paxton, yeah, you explained it right. It was kind of a cramp that he got uh, coming out of the ball game in the third inning. He was really unsure in the fourth, which probably explains why Tampa actually got to him in the fourth for a couple of runs. But he said once he let it rip, uh, like midway through the fourth inning, he's like, oh, it's fine. They massaged it out, and he said it was okay. He said it had something to do with the grip on his cutter. Uh, he's going to work on that before his next start. But it doesn't sound like there's any alarm bells at all, which is great because he has been – Absolutely phenomenal. One of the best pitchers in the American League and dominant again last night. I mean, it's amazing. He wasn't as sharp as we have seen him, yet he still fans 10 in the ballgame without a walk. I mean, that is ace-level stuff right there. You know, and I think, you know, going back to the to the one-run games here for just a second, it's I, I think it's twofold. One, they are they're learning how to win close games. They have yeah. They have now built up this belief in themselves that no matter – what the score is is we get late in the game. We we have this confidence now that we can win a game. That will, if they can continue this gear, and they, let's let's say they get in the postseason, you know that will be a massive benefit to them because they get into another tighter game at the end of the year. They have now developed 
this confidence to win a close game uh, and win a game in which they are trailing late. I guess the one negative to would, to this would hold would be, would be we can't rely on it. That would be the one thing that if I can think of anything, hey, we just can't rely, hey, it's the eighth inning, we're down by two, but we'll come back and win. That would be the only one little small thing that could come bite them. Sure, but, I mean, I'm with you. A team confidence, a team belief, whatever you want to call it, I mean, that is a huge deal. We've seen that in sports with teams from time to time, and that's obviously going on with this team. Uh, They never feel they're out of a game. They always feel like they can win a game. But at some point, the conversation about whether it's sustainable is somewhat irrelevant Mm -hmm. because these wins are in the bank. It really doesn't matter at this point what happened to get to where you're at. These wins are in the bank. It's about what you do moving forward now. And they've put themselves in a position where they don't have to sustain that moving forward. They can play 500 the rest of the way and still possibly get into the postseason. If they're better than that, they're going to make it really tough on the teams behind them trying to get into the postseason. Of course, they're battling for Houston to get uh, the division title, and they're going to have to play great the rest of the way to do that. But, you know, at some point, the conversation about whether they can keep it going or not, it's irrelevant. Those wins are done. They are, and it's it's fun right now to be a, a sunny optimist and a glass-half-full guy, and that's, that's me by nature. All that said, one little concern from the weekend – after what was unquestionably his best performance of the year, Felix came out and, and threw out mm-hmm. maybe his worst performance of the year. And you continues to be, I don't know if it's a work in progress or are we watching the slow end of a brilliant career, but, but there's got to be some concern there. What was the chatter around Felix uh, after Saturday and into Sunday? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm optimistic on this thing, too. I hope it's a, a work in progress. And I know it was disappointing coming off that start against Tampa Bay because it really looked like he turned a corner. He was great in that start. Uh, he felt okay about the start against Tampa Bay last time. It, it's been interesting to hear Mel Stottlemyre Jr. talk about it, and they're just going to continue to go to work because I continue to believe that they're going to need him at some point this season. I mean, they're, they've had – the rotation has been so good, up and down. You look at the four guys right now, and they're all rolling, whether it's Paxton or Gonzalez or Leak, LeBlanc, of course, who goes tonight. They've all been so good. At some point, I just feel like they're going to need Felix. They're going to need him to figure it out and give them innings. And I know he's working on a ton of stuff. Uh, I know Mel Stoudemire Jr. is putting in a ton of work as well, and for the Mariners' postseason hopes, I hope they get it figured out because I, I feel like they're going to need it. Yeah, I wonder if we find ourselves in a situation uh, like Nicasio where he's uh, where Felix is going to need some uh, water drain from his knee soon. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I you mean, know I mean? I mean, just to see, hey, you know, we, we need to fix something with him. You know, hey, maybe you're, you know, maybe we shut you down for a little bit and we'll, we'll work on it and then you, you come back. I, I don't know because it's, you're right, Gary. It's, it just hasn't been good. I mean, you take away that one game that he had against Tampa Bay. You know, he, he hasn't been right for, you know, since the end of April. I mean, his May was, was terrible. I mean, for the most part, he's walking guys all over the place and, you know, minus that, that start back on June 30 just hasn't been, hasn't been the, uh, the same Felix that we've grown accustomed to. And he's had some flashes that give you some optimism, especially with the breaking stuff indeed. His yeah. secondary stuff, and Mel Sotomayor Jr. was talking about that yesterday, his secondary stuff is still amongst the best there is around. He can still get outs with it, and maybe that's part of what they need to do moving forward is maybe lean on that 
uh, more heavily. He did against Tampa Bay two starts ago, and maybe that's one of the approaches moving mm-hmm. forward. Maybe it's not such a physical thing. Maybe it's a mental thing as well. Uh, Gary, talk a little bit about uh, Denard Spann and what he's brought to this team. There's, you know, here's another example, and you know, Depoto was taking some heat during the off season. You know, the national thing was, hey, they've made 200 trades and they've turned a 500 team into a 500 team. That was one of the joke lines that was kind of going around baseball. And you know, you want to be careful. We don't necessarily want to put him up on a pedestal yet, but. He, you know, he has stayed true to his vision, and then they, you know, they've had so many things happen. It, it's astonishing to me they're so good with all the problems they've had. And he went out and pulled this deal off. And here comes a guy who I think he's hitting three fifteen since they got him. He's been pretty steady. You, you know that it, it looks like a pickpocket job that they got this guy. No, and to your point, I think if you would have said the Mariners would be in first place in the West at this point of the season, you would assume that everything would have gone perfectly to this point, right. and it definitely has not. So I think we have to give uh, Jerry DePoto and the coaching staff a ton of credit for getting them to where they are right now. And I agree. I love that trade. And I'll call them I struggled in a couple games against Tampa Bay. I, I was hoping they'd get a right-handed flamethrower at some point to replace Phelps. I did not envision them getting such an established guy. I mean, Colome, his resume is awfully impressive. Span in the mix as well. He does so many things for this team. A veteran guy that's been to the postseason before. He has been great so far, uh, hitting for high average, hitting for power as well, a couple of long balls, a steady veteran presence, and also adding, I think, some much-needed depth. He's given Scott Service a lot of options. He can give Heredia a day when he needs to. He can give Hanniger a day when he needs to. He's switching out Gamble and Span. They're staying fresh as well. It just gives Scott Service a ton of options. He is a great guy to have around, and I'm with you. I think the trade is spectacular, especially when you consider it happened in May. I mean, think about how long they'll have these guys to contribute. Yeah, and they and they can add somebody later. I mean, that, that's the other thing. Good, exactly. good thing about it too yeah. is that he struck early, and then it doesn't close the door on him adding someone here. You know, in the next few weeks, or when we get to the actual the actual deadline, it, they're not going to win or lose a playoff spot. You know, here in these next thirteen games, but I I think it's because again the baseball season's long, so they can always make mm-hmm. this up, and they've allowed themselves this great flexibility in their in their schedule, as you mentioned earlier, to kind of play five hundred ball and. Hell, if they play 500 ball, what do they get to? Like, isn't it like 90 wins? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, a, it's amazing. Plus, yeah. yeah, but, but it really I, is. But I'm excited about these next 13 when you compare it to what Houston has for their next 12. Because we're, you're going to kind of see now. Because everyone is, is has not complained, but has brought up the fact, hey, they're beating up on teams that aren't very good. Well, they're just beating up on the teams that are on their schedule. But, yeah, their schedule gets tougher the next, the next 13. they got three with the Angels, which starts tonight. Then you got four with Boston. And then you get uh, no, excuse me. What am I? I'm looking. Uh, yeah, three with the Yankees, three with the Angels, seven with the Red Sox, and then the next twelve games for Houston. It's Oakland for three, Tampa Bay three, Kansas City six. So clearly, obviously, Seattle has a tougher stretch of games coming up. I'm just excited, Gary, because I, I want to see where they stack up against these squads. No, I'm really excited too. And for baseball fans, I think these seven games, particularly at home coming up starting tonight, is going to be awesome. I mean, here we are in June. The Mariners are in first place in the division. The Angels are rolling in. And the Angels, you know, despite the losses, losing Otani, which is bad for them and I think bad for the game as well, but he sounds like he's going to be out for a while. 
Uh, Simmons on the DL as well, but they're still playing great. Uh, Boston, they've been tremendous this this season. Although it's funny because uh, I've heard so much about the Mariners' schedule, I don't think people quite realize. As of a few days ago, the Red Sox were only twelve and ten against teams above five hundred. They've really just steamrolled their schedule as well. Teams below five hundred, they haven't been challenged a ton as well. Not taking anything away from them because I think the Red Sox are really really good and clearly one of the best teams in baseball. But I think. That is going to be a great four-game series between the Mariners and Boston. I'm just really looking forward to this homestand. I mean, this is going to be awesome. The Mariners are right there playing two good teams. I'm with you. It's going to be fun. And it's uh, for the people that want to get caught up in who they're playing, you know, give me a break, man. Maybe if the Mariners had been to the postseason 10 of the last 15 years, (laughs) we could have – Let's just enjoy some of what's happened. Yes. Try not to find what you what you perceive as a negative. I mean, they've also played this schedule without you know a lot of the weapons they thought they'd have. And I you know I don't know I'm, I'm I, it, it's exciting to me when when Puck and I, we, I I started on this show on March 26th or about a week for or three days before opening day, and we're saying God wouldn't it be something if the M's can be fun for a while and give us something to talk about. And now all of a sudden it's, it's more and it's, it's bigger than that. And, and Gary, we'll, we'll see if they can make it last. But for now, yeah, hang on and enjoy the ride, man. I mean, I think so. I mean, we've been around for a long time. We've, these years don't come around all that often where you have years where a team really pops early and, and captures your imagination. And I feel like that's what this team is doing. And not just winning, which is great, They've been a really fun team to watch, and the way they've gone about it, the dramatic wins, and guys that are easy to root for. I mean, watching D. Gordon every day has been phenomenal, and Gene Segura is so much fun on a daily basis. Nelson Cruz so easy to root for. It's just one guy after another in that clubhouse, easy to root for, and to watch them come together and do what they're doing has been so much fun. And I'm with you. I mean, this is a ride you should just enjoy, and hopefully they ride – this thing all, all the way to the postseason. Gary, I, I know it's been a long road trip. Uh, you guys just got back, uh, what, probably late last night, early this morning. Yeah, get, late last night. Yeah, yep, get, yep, yep. get some rest. Get ready. We'll see you down at the ballpark today. Thanks a lot, guys. Great to talk to you. See you soon. There he is. Uh, Gary Hill Jr., broadcaster for the Seattle Mariners. They start their, their homestand tonight. Three games against the Angels. No Otani. Uh, but there you go. I mean, we ran out of time, and I hear yeah. listeners just screaming, why didn't you ask him, what's his plan to take somebody out so he can get back into oh. the regular rotation? Uh, well, he was a part of that whole basketball mishap. Yeah, well, he's pretty regular. He was uh, he was all over the he was all over it this weekend. Was he on, on yeah, the weekend, too? Yeah. yeah. He's got to have plans, though, because everybody's getting healthy. All over And he had a big well, newspaper feature on Stick Riz. Yeah, so, well, you know, they would be wise to let Gary continue to do the games. Yeah? Is that what you think? Yeah. Yeah. They'd be real But wise. that's why, not what he was brought in for. Yeah, he was to do games. He was brought in to be the new yeah. Kevin Kremen, no, which he's do, doing a great and job. Do games. Right, and he's doing some, he's doing right. games too. Right, he's, uh, he fit, no, I, I think I struck a nerve. I'm sorry. No, no, but he's, I, I just I remember we were teasing ball. him about taking guys out yeah, of the yeah, basketball. Yeah. No, thing. he does. He does when guys are out. Right, when guys are out, he does the games. Right, but that's not like like Kevin never did games. Yeah, no, he did. I'm saying which he should have, frankly, because he'd have been pretty yeah, funny. Man, to he's listen been to. really good. Uh, but God, Gary does a great job on the broadcast. It really does. All right, coming up next, uh, who had the better weekend? We'll find out, and then we'll get you ready for the 11 o'clock hour. The f- Back to Puck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll, uh, we'll get a visit from our good friend Curtis Crabtree. 
Uh, he'll stop on by. Walter Jones, for your uh, your lunch hour, will uh, grace us with his presence at 1220. We'll talk a little, why are you mad at a professional athlete Monday? Because everyone's got to be mad about Earl Thomas. We'll have to get into that at, uh, at some point. In the 11 o'clock hour, we got to do the Major Golf Challenge U.S. Open Edition is back. All right. We'll How exciting is that? I never heard. Did I win the Masters? I entered. Did I? Did, would I have been you notified by win. now? You couldn't have won anyway. Speaking of which, I got bad news for you, Puck. Yeah. It's it's starting to dawn on me. It appears that this show did not win an Emmy. <laughs> Everybody got there. I, know, I, well, I, I don't know what we were nominated, but in, we didn't win. Including our guy tomorrow. Yeah. Best uh, sports uh, host. Something or another. Sports anchor. Sports yeah, anchor. Right. Brad Adam. How about that? Uh, won an Emmy yesterday or won an Emmy this weekend. Was not there. He was on the road, right? Yeah, he was on the road with the I've, I've been scouring all the lists. It doesn't appear as if we won anything. Yeah. Did you get our nominations yeah. in, Jackson? What I love about the sports uh, Emmys, the, the TV sports yeah. Emmys, why don't they just call it the Seattle Emmys? Yeah, I don't know. No I, I, one yeah. from other than Seattle wins the Emmy. Right. No one from Portland wins one. No one from Spokane. No one from Spokane ever wins Tri-Cities one. Tri-Cities ever win an Emmy? No. Do they got anything in the Tri-Cities anymore? Seattle. Yeah. I mean, so I was watching it because I was curious, like, who won some stuff. And and then I'm like, and someone made the comment, some like a reporter from Spokane, like, geez, this is weird. Like, Seattle's winning everything. Yeah, how about that? Like every year. I'm like, right. why don't you just rename it the Seattle Emmys? There you go. And then we'll, we'll just do that. We didn't win anything. Hey, would you like to oh. know what the 161 people listening to the show think Earl Thomas is going to oh, do this week? yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, because Earl's going to skip Seahawks minicamp. We're going to talk about that more as the show progresses. And we figured, well, how's he going to occupy his time? He suddenly has a week of free time. Uh, 43% of you who have voted at Gasman206 says, uh, say naked cycling in Fremont. This is the week. This is the, the week. The Fremont Solstice Parade. One of my favorite weekends. And, and if you've never been, I'm oh. going to tell you, you should go because oh, yeah. you'll just be flabbergasted. Better than your damn moisture festival. It's, tell you that, it, Neil. It, it's a different kind of Come Fremont on. festival All than right, the moisture festival. So that festival. one's leading? Forty-three percent, twenty-four percent say uh, Earl, being a political guy, is going to be out collecting head tax signatures. <laughs> Can I tell you the battle that I love now? The Times did the story about the people that are collecting it, that are against it, and then yeah. the battle that is happening at the. Of course, it's happening at the farmers market because sure. that's where the sharks and jets get their blank down. <laughs> right. Is at the the white only farmers market. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, the sharks uh, and the jets. It's, uh, it's the, the people that are that are against the head tax and then for it, yeah. and they're having like battle at farmers markets and and in our Jeez. desire to not be too political we're not saying whether he's collecting for or against no, he's just out hey, getting signatures signatures 21 percent say he's going to be uh, uh, tuning up to play in the mayor of maple valley hey, open this weekend it's friday, friday. I think. and 12 percent have him at the georgian dragon watching the world cup which starts on thursday Thur- right thursday, eight o'clock in the morning we got uh, russia and uh, against saudi arabia is that the first game taking saudi arabia first match Plus a goal and a half. Yeah, yeah, against Russia. Mother Russia, they're going to be. Uh, they're going to want to. You know. I think Saudi Arabia is the team least likely to win the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, well, what, that's why I'm going a goal and a half. What group is Peru in? Are they in? Uh, they're in a tough group, I think. I think I remember seeing that they might be able to sneak into second, but it's going to be tough for them to be in, yeah, the, in the upper half. I'm a, I bought a Peru kit. But when go. the U.S. had been eliminated, I'm in Peru. I'm like, well, and you know how I did it? This is how the worldwide economy works. I went around place after place after place after place and could not find one that fit me or one that I liked. Finally, near the end, there's one. And they go, oh, this will fit you. Know, I'm like, whatever. Well, it fit me. I looked like a sausage. I mean, I just it was not an attractive <laughs> That's look. That's the look now, though. So I gave it to my wife, and, and it, it, it's, it's nice for her. And so she's got I mean, I get home. I got nothing. 
So I go to Amazon and I get one delivered in like a day. There you go. <laughs> exact one I wanted, you know. So, the, but Peru, Peru's Peru. your team. Peru. No, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna pick we're gonna pick teams tomorrow. I'm but, we're gonna, but we're gonna do a draft. Uh, we're gonna pick multiple teams tomorrow. All right, who had the better weekend? Gas, how was your weekend? You have the better weekend than us? Uh, what did I do? I had a great weekend. Oh man, I should I should have looked this up before you brought it up. Give me a half a second to dig this up. But I went. Uh, uh, I got to host. Here it is. For the third year in a row, there's okay. the MC of the uh, the Sorensen and Schultz Collegiate Rugby Player of the Year All Awards right, nice. at the Washington Athletic Club. The WAC, a few years ago, where we do the Morris Trophy every year, they said, we need something to kind of balance out the Morris Trophy, do something in the spring. And they, they found out that there was no such thing as a Collegiate Player of the Year Award in the sport of rugby. Yeah. So we saluted two great young student-athletes, Connor McNerney of the United States Naval Academy, who's who's uh, done with uh, his academy He's got a few things he's going to do, and then he's going to go out to San Diego and train to be a SEAL. He's the National Rugby Player of the Year. He wins the Rudy Schultz Trophy. The M.A. Sorensen Trophy went to Mackenzie Hawkins from Lindenwood University. Nice. Now, see if you agree with this. Connor couldn't make the event. Kind of a bummer, right? But his decent excuse, his best friend was getting married. There you go. That's not bad. Yeah, Mackenzie was there. She gave a great speech. And Connor's parents came all the way from London to accept the award on awesome. his behalf. There you go. I had a great weekend. It's a great weekend. Jackson, how was your weekend? You had a, a better weekend? Great sound, uh, great Sounders and soccer yeah. weekend. Okay. It was fantastic. Let's start with the U.S. men's national team that actually pulled out a 1-1 result against France in, in France on Saturday morning. That was great to watch. And the Sounders finally got a win 2-1 over D.C. United on Saturday. That was fun to broadcast here on KJR. And so you were uh, you were soccer all week. It was what, soccer, soccer, soccer on Saturday. Which meant more to you? Is it club before country or country before clubs for Jackson Phelps? <laughs> well, I don't understand. Club Why are they country. playing France? The World Cup. Who's this? So this is what this is. Is France is using it as a chance to prepare for the World Cup. The United States is using it as a chance to put a whole bunch of young guys out there who have very little experience with the national team, okay. see what they can do, and the young players stepped up. Great performances all around. So that's all you did. That was it. Just soccer uh, all weekend. Sunday, I, we, my wife and I, we. Did kind of a fun thing. We ventured out on Saturday. Went for a hike over in Kirkland, um, and then Friday. Yeah, hi- went for a hike stop. in Kirkland. Where the hell do you hike in Kirkland? So, like on the waterfront? Yeah. So I used to live over. You in, mean just walk around the waterfront? No, I used to. <laughs> it wasn't exactly a long hike, but uh, over in uh, Kingsgate, where I grew up, there's oh, a okay. there's a big park, and All it right. stretches through Kingsgate one and two All and three right. and four. So we walked the whole Good. park, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. We had the uh, fantastic uh, the uh, the SGA girls gymnastics banquet at the place where you only hold gymnastics banquet. What's that? And it should only be held here moving forward. The Elks Club in Ballard. <laughs> the Elks Club in Ballard. Thank you for uh, yeah. for welcoming us into your home. Yeah. They're right now on the waterfront. There's nothing like there's nothing like an old woman who has probably been at the Elks Club for Elks Club for 75 years coming out from the bar after she's had probably four or five of the four finger makers and yelling at like seven year old kids. Stay in there. Don't come out here. This area isn't for you. Oh, is that right? Should yeah. You, uh, light oh, them up, huh? yeah. There was a nothing egg, says kids egg. gymnastics like an Elks Club. Yeah, uh, party. you're in the Elks. You're, you're, we're in the private room, of the Elks Club. But you know, the kids they're they're wandering out. And they're kind of in and around where the if anyone's ever been there, kind of in that little lobby area by the bar. And the old blue hair, she was not having any of it. You need to stay in there. I don't want to see anybody else out here. <laughs> but that was fine. That was, so it was great. We awarded some fantastic uh, girls and their accomplishments. That was awesome. Then we took the family. We jumped in the van. We drove out to the uh, to Hood Canal, where we spent a, a fabulous weekend with the Stremmies. 
Uh, down the there, the Canal. All oh, the Stremmies. The Stremmies. The everybody Mag- likes hanging out. Everyone with them. knows the Magnolia Belly around town. So we stood up there. We stayed up there at uh, Hood Canal, right on the beach. Where in Hood Canal? Uh, by, uh, Brennan. Oh, of course. Yeah, Brennan. Yeah, Brennan. Yeah, right there. And then we went to. You ever been to the Gooey Duck? Of course, I've been. Oh, uh, we, we went to the Gooey Duck Bar, oh, which is fantastic. fantastic. Mm. We had uh, we had ourselves some onion rings, some fries, and some fried gizzards. Ooh, that was just a ooh. wonderful uh, post hike meal on Saturday. And then basically, we spent two days sitting on their beach and shucking oysters and and uh, grilling oysters oh, and and just awesome. drinking beer and eating. I slurped oysters for four days. Yeah, there's nothing better than drinking when, beer when you could just That's dig them right there. I've, I've been to a couple parties like that where it's like, okay, we're just going to just sit it, here all day eating oysters. It was my Anthony Bourdain moment this weekend. I there literally just sat on a beach, picked up, picked up all the oysters. We, we threw them on the grill. And then, uh, and then we're just taking, I don't know. I think I had a pretty sure I had a bucket full of mussels. You asked, I think that's all I ate. Was you asked muscles. who had the best weekend. It's so clearly you far and away. I think that was a, yeah. I think it was a better yeah. weekend. And yeah. we all had good weekends. All it sounds great like weekends. to me. And, yeah. and, but then we wrapped it up yesterday. And a real proud and Jackson, you may get here soon. Okay. A real proud dad moment yesterday. Finally, congratulations. I mean, he's fresh off. We talked about the red hot Utah baseball team, mm-hmm, right? And of course, the Mariners. But of course, we're last week we have hot lava, hot lava, and sure. four year old vampire capturing the the first title for hot lava. But the uh, vampire, four year old vampire, finally. Finally got up on the old big bicycle yesterday afternoon. Hey. Rode down the block. Proud awesome. moment in the household. He wow. finally did it. Rode by himself. Fell down a couple of times, but he finally did it. How about that? What yeah. a week. Was he tough when he fell down? Was huh? he okay? Uh, no, he cried right to his mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's right to his mom. all right. He's four. Yeah, I okay. want you to leave me alone, Dad. All right. Neil Scott's got headlines for you. He'll update you on the top news of the day, 11 o'clock hour. We're going to tell you about uh, uh, the major golf challenges back. And also, the great Curtis Crabtree will join us in the 11 o'clock hour. Talk a little, why is everyone upset at Earl Thomas?